there are very few cases where having things on premise makes sense, and the flexibility that the cloud gives to you is uh, is, is vital or very competitive. Hello everyone, welcome to our special edition of Cloud Do You Do podcast. This episode is recording during Latitude 59 in the beautiful capital of Estonia. This podcast is delivered to you by Revolgi. I'm Vlad and together with me I have our special guests Jose and Julia from Glass City. Hello Jose, hi Julia, how do you feel today? Hi, hey. nice to be here Vlad and happy to be able to participate in this uh, Revolgi initiative. Ciao, Vlad. Super happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Well, Sam, we are super happy to have you here and, you know, to be engaged with so many startups and uh, uh, also with our customers. So how do you find the, the madness that happened these days in, in Latitude 59? It's super packed with information flowing. And uh, I, I have a feeling that my head is already growing and, you know, expanding. <laughs> but uh, so far I noticed like uh, these amazing creators and these startups with such an amazing ideas. And uh, also it's hugely packed with investors and they are searching where to invest, with whom I want to engage. Because, you know, we have this very special inv investing climate and people are a little bit hesitant. They're not spending money like in the previous years. But uh, as for me, I see a lot of potential with this uh, with the startups here. For me, my feeling is this pure essence about what talent is. Mm -hmm. I mean, here you feel how startups is everywhere and how a startup event can be a major event in the city where everybody is like, not just attending the event, like people getting tickets just for hearing what the people need to say, and later the party and everything. She's like the major party of the city or something like that. I really like it. It's amazing. What about the, the scope? Did you also come here for the, for the investments? I mean, was it also part of the motivation that brought you to this event? Yes, for, for us, this is a very important uh, milestone because we were working our project and we were bootstrapping but now rise time to get our first investment and we were thinking that Latitude is the best place for do that. We were using previous events in Tartu, in Riga mm -hmm. to start to warm up because we know that Latitude will be the the, the climax so the place to, to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I actually also like the fact that it's pretty packed, you know, you feel very close to the people. It's more like a family and also the location, I think it was built in the world, was created and designed the layout in a way that you can easily interconnect with the people. Yeah, that's true. Yes, 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 it's like that. And also, you know, how in reality, they know each other. And when you are pitching one of these guys, you are pitching to the rest of their contacts. And later they are having conversations about you. And you automatically feel it because then you get this knock knock. Hey, I would like to talk with you. Then this is it's quite nice. It happened to us as well. We had a side event uh, a couple of days ago, and it was super nice for me to see you know the same familiar faces coming and interacting, and the fact that we have the possibility to connect and reconnect with the same people, which can create this connection between us and you know mm -hmm. the motion and the traction to move forward together. So now that we, you know, set up a bit the um, uh, your expectations, basically, I would like to find out more about you, yourself, your roles within the company, and definitely about Glassity. I mean, what is Glassity about and what kind of problems you are solving for your customers? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I can start by myself. 
Okay, I'm I'm leading the the company as a CEO, uh, but I have with me this uh, the marvelous uh, partner that is Julia that can bring all this uh, knowledge about how to do things for customer correctly. But she will talk better. And my background is pure technical. I mean, I'm a system engineer working more than 20 years, like for corporate, for United Nations, for for a lot of places. And now it's time to to start this adventure and and do things by ourselves with all what I learned in the career. No? Lovely. And That's true. Uh, I am a I have a marketing background, and I serve as design. And I love marketing. Uh, because uh, this this is kind of a, this is a framework I would say to get into the customers needs and to decode what they want how they want you know it yeah <laughs> you know it and it's it's very interesting uh, in our company in our tandem I would say uh, Jose is bringing the knowledge and the technology and from my side I help to packetize it and deliver it uh, to our customer because hmm, it's also down to the values. I try to figure out and bring like up to the surface what are these core values that we want to offer to our customer and uh, bring it to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very cool. Actually, I guess Ernesto, maybe you can share it how we got the idea with the with the company because it's quite funny. <laughs> well, when you get the idea, the initial idea, how how it came up. Okay, well, at this point, I was invited by Julia because we were partnering in a different company, and she was doing a work for the university, meeting with other guys, and they came with an idea and they, hey, can you do a due diligence? Because at this point, I was acting as an investor. I was doing the small tickets in Estonia. And when I heard the idea, it was like completely no sense. And I was feeling so bad that I was a little bit rude with these guys. And later, from my cloud company that I had at this time, I say, hey, you know, I would like to buy something like this. And I pitched to her, and she pitched to the team. And then the team say, eh, we don't like it. And when she got out, it's like, hey, please don't talk this so much, because I really would like to have this. Then is how we start to talk about it and how we start to plan. I'm always saying, you know, don't leave marketing and sales to discuss about the technical part. I mean, do it, but up to a certain point. When do you feel comfortable? And with all the respect, you know, don't put the technical people, you know, to, to sell the product. I mean, try to create that perfect duo and combine them within a team and send them together to, to, the, to the audience. But maybe one more thing. If it has to, if you need to define your, your product, or your platform, right? And what is solving for your customers within one sentence and phrase, what will be that? Okay, it's very easy. We help our customers to reduce the cost on cloud to the half. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm hearing you speaking about the cloud and uh, we like it or not, we are in a, in a service provider uh, cloud boot. So mm-hmm. what is your honest opinion about the cloud in a way that where do you see cloud nowadays as being indispensable? and when it can be replaceable? Mm-hmm. Well, cloud for me is an amazing invention. I mean, it comes from the physical data centers and still I get not something when I just press a button and do it a migration because this before what weeks of work, you know? Then the place for the work, uh, the cloud problem that is bringing to us that we have so much freedom, we lose control and we keep loose of track. Then it's very easy at the beginning, but as soon as the company grows, uh, arrives complexity and, and arrive the mess. Where things on the cloud can be replaced 
Well, I have the feeling that for some things like storage or environments that are needed for development, or even AI things that now is uh, all this AI movement, uh, some hybrid environments will be very useful for the people as well. Then I see the cloud in the future going more into hybrid environments, not purely vendors cloud. Uh, but well, a cloud is not going, not something that is going to be replaced like easy because this brings us now all this infrastructure as code, all this automation, and and this is so much powerful that anything else. I mean, maybe silly question, right? Would you see yourself running the uh, the application? in an old traditional way, I mean on-prem? Mm. Is it still a, a way that you can you can go these days? I mean, if you are in a lab, why not? But if you want to start to test things, if you want to have a development environment and you want to move environment by environment, you cannot have so much difference between these environments because if not, you are not testing anything. to just multiplying what you are doing. Then uh, I don't think uh, that there are very few cases where having things on premise makes sense, and the flexibility that the cloud gives to you is uh, is 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 vital or very competitive. Great to hear that. You know, thanks a lot for all these these insights. So I'll get back a bit to the to the marketing and sales. So how do you do you design your your go to market strategy? What are the, the biggest challenges that you are having right now in order to scale your product and the market? You know, uh, since you're mentioning the challenges and we have a pretty funny one uh, so far when we were just starting to pitch uh, our product to our prospects, we get this uh, response, this is not possible, are you sure? Because we are telling them, okay, guys, we can lower your uh, expenses by 49% and come on, no, 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 that is not possible. So uh, from our side, as I see it, like how to tackle the challenge is to educate. So we need to bring the knowledge. We need to make uh, our uh, value proposition so much understandable so that we eliminate the question, basically. But anyways, uh, we were we are lucky to have uh, companies in our network who are willing to be our pilots. We are testing on them. I mean, testing, like, uh, mm-hmm. validating our approaches. So uh, we're happy to have them. So we are also learning with them. So yeah, our product is basically mm-hmm. fully ready. And this is just the first phase because uh, later in the roadmap, uh, we want to create something like very valuable for engineers because engineers need to be the one that fall in love in the product mm. because at the moment we are only making happy the CFOs. But uh, can you tell us a bit a, a, a bit more about this? I mean, where you are right now, what are the features that you are currently providing and what else is in the roadmap? Exactly. We are we want to tackle the full cloud governance thing and we are starting for the cost, cost optimization in the first thing. But at the end, what we want is just natural language for not just for architecting your cloud, but also for building your cloud, for knowing what are the problems of your cloud. Because what we need to do is empower the engineers because it's only few engineers, it's lack of talent in the market, not so much people available, and the companies are struggling no, to, to find like the right engineers. Then the best thing is empower them, no? like if they were like kind of Tony Starks. 
Is it more like, is it connected also with the FinOps practice? I mean, the first part is pure FinOps. Mm -hmm. We are doing FinOps. We are using AI for FinOps and, and we want to give advice about FinOps and educate on FinOps, but then it's operations and then it's architecting and architecting and operations is also big expenses in cloud departments because then it's when entered like human resources in a place, no, you need to pay salaries, you need to increase the team. And always are appearing like new technologies, new challenges, and it's hard to find these people now in the market. I fully agree with you. And we are going to, I promise that we are going to tackle this part by the end of, of the podcast. Now, uh, it's, it's definitely a solution that comes on top of the cloud, right? Is it cloud agnostic? Is it for only the big players? How do you, de how you designed it? Well, we are the moment not cloud agnostic. We are starting our journey with AWS. Uh, but we want to start on board very soon a uh, new cloud providers. The second one, of course, I would like to be like Google Cloud uh, because if you need to choose, no, why why to use the third one that no one want to mention? <laughs> okay, so in this case, you know, we are lucky to have you here, right? It seems that there is a, a clear match be between us. So uh, now we will move to what we are calling our favorite part of the of the podcast because we are in a startup event. Mm -hmm. uh, this is how Latitude 59 is pitched on the market. And we are all here to, to learn something. So maybe coming back to you a bit, uh, Julia, uh, what advice would you give to, to the startups when they are pitching their own product and platform? I think it's very important. That's true. It's very important. And so far when I was asked about it, I have super easy, like super, super obvious uh, thing to say to them is just relax. And you know why? Um, what what startup startuppers usually do? They have their pitches, either one minute pitches or three minute pitches, and they study it. You know, like putting putting all of this information in their head, word to word, line to line, and it's kind of a limiting limiting. You know, they're trying to be in this frame, and it doesn't let them for you know to feel free and to uh, talk more about about the, their product. So I would say, okay, guys, this is your product. You already know it. So you just go, you just relax, even though it sounds very like a strange, okay, I, how can I relax soon? And just uh, be yourself and just talk about it as your, as a, um, how to say, as a founder, as since you love your product, you know, you love your product, then tell about how you love your product and why you love your product. And I have a feeling that uh, the listeners, the people to whom you're talking to, they will appreciate it a lot. Yeah, it's more like being authentic. You said it right, right? Love your product, it's your product, and what your product solves. Because, um, and again, that's my experience working a bit with the startups. In the last year, at least, after the post-pandemic period, you know, the, the money work actually went out of the, the market. It's not a charity anymore. I have to say that during the COVID period, everyone was throwing with money in startups. Now you really need to solve something. I'm not sure if you agree or disagree with me here. Uh, I think I totally agree. agree because uh, there is not, we are not more about things that they are not useful or fancy. It's not time of confetti. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to improve and to do tech. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now uh, some more personal questions I, I have to say. When it comes to yourselves, you know, entrepreneurs, techs with a lot of, with years of experience, 
how do you keep yourself informed, right, in a such competitive market when you have sources of information everywhere? Do you have any special podcasts, books, uh, I don't know, uh, YouTube channels that you are following? Or what is your main source of infor information, your preferred one? Well, I will say that still consuming Slashdot. I don't know if so much people are still consuming Slashdot over there. I like to go into Reddit. But for me, the most important, I mean, I belong to the free software community. Uh, we are in touch, we talk, and your network usually is a great place to, to start to to filter information and start to get notice about what is happening around. This is this is my favorite one. Thank That's you very true. much. I guess, um, yeah. I guess this uh, very new information, which is easy to consume, comes the truth from the podcasts or from the creators or the professionals itself. I find myself actually during this last year to go to the workshops and mingling with the marketers out here or the surface designers. And you, you get this initial very, very hot, yeah, like hot information. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I disregarded a little bit the books since sometimes, you know, uh, the book is issued, then the time goes by and information starts a little bit, you know, collects the dust a little. So I guess I'm sticking it to the podcast or to like a real communication with the people. I cherish that a lot. At the time it's printed, the book is late already though. <laughs> yes. It's true, but you know, we are slowly heading into that direction, I guess. Everything goes so fast. Yeah. And maybe also another question uh, might be also very useful for the startups as well. It's it's a hustle nowadays, right? It's it's a true war for for finding new talents on the market. How first of all do you manage to get or to attract the talents within the company? The second one connected to this, how do you manage to keep them with the company? And what you are looking in, in Glass City uh, when you are looking for new people? Is it more like soft skills or a cultural fit? Mm -hmm. Well, finding talent. Uh, finding talent is a challenge. Each one will find his own way. For my, my preferred way to find talent is use personal skills. Mingle with people. Mingle with technical people. Uh, go hackathons. Uh, do events when free pizza, free beer less hack and start to 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 pick put your nose no in what you are doing what you are doing start to know these people and this talent comes right away be yourself uh, make them to like you and, and and let's go together and and put a goal no together and how to retain well we discover uh, options is a very good thing uh, giving ownership uh, to your colleagues uh, the people that is working with you hand to hand is working very well. Mm -hmm. For us, I mean, this is core component in our company. We are offering like a lot of options to the people that is working with us because without them, it will be impossible to build this by ourselves. Hope you also provide options outside the company because <laughs> that would be interesting for many, many people. <laughs> I also, I guess I would add that uh, I cherish a lot an uh, entrepreneurial mindset in uh, team members since I, I noticed that this kind of a mindset um, makes people to uh, keep ownership over what they're doing. 
it's not just, okay, I work this amount of hours, I deliver this work and I forget about it. It's done. No, no, it's not done. So in our team member, inside our team, people are keeping ownership of what they're doing. They want to understand, okay, I'm doing this thing, how it goes further, what it brings, how can I help to, you know, make it better and such. So this is important. Mm -hmm. Actually, I will say that what the things that I like most about the team, well, we are lucky that we have very skilled team, but the thing that I like, that I like the most is the capability that they have to learn new things. It's like they learn like fast, fast. That sometimes I feel like old uh, with all these people. It's like, wow, they're rushing. <laughs> but uh, this is this is very valuable thing. Uh, what is you're willing to know uh, rather than what you know already. And I'll maybe add another characteristic. I think that especially the millennials, but mostly the, like the Gen Z generation, they are super eager to find all the time new stuff. So we need to keep them entertained in a positive way. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. They discover things that you were thinking that you know almost everything and they suddenly they come with three, four new things. It's like, where'd you find that? <laughs> this, is, this is very nice, it's very nice. Are you a remote first company? I mean, no. no, you're not. You're working all from the same office, or? Ah. No, no, we have we have uh, people outside of Estonia, mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we work basically here in Italy, in Live 99, a very amazing place where Super recommend. core of the community, I will say, is that the community here in Estonia, a amazing kitchen when you can mingle with people. And there is where we have our core team, four members working, no, five members working okay. from there now. Uh, but well, we also have people working from Milan, and working from Austria as well. Okay. I mean, Leaf 99 is definitely a place to visit. If you are in Estonia, I've been there twice and I, I like it. Mm. You know, I think it's it's made to, to generate new ideas. Like a magnet. Exactly. It's like, I remember we have a, 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 a rock star in Spain that get a prize. And this guy don't have, I mean, talks very straightforward. And he say, you know, if you want people to make songs, don't give them money. Just give them a place to play and they will mingle and they will play and they will do songs. And this is what they are doing. They just put the place for the people and the other people go and do stuff. Lovely, you know, lovely way to, to say it before slowly approaching to the end of the podcast. For me, it was super nice to have you together with me here today, uh, Julia and Jose. As always, it's, it's truly inspiring, you know, finding new stories from, from our customers and our partners and to give something back to, to our audience. In the end, is there anything else that you'd like to, to share with the audience or maybe to ask me because I'm also here to try and answer to, to some of your questions if possible? Hmm. Well, questions about uh, how to do cloud, uh, we can have, but I'm, I guess it will be valuable for the ones that are hearing here. If you're building the startup, we are creative people. I will say people, stay focused, keep it simple, and buy a big t-shirt to cut all these things that they are not needed. And, and well, this is, a, this is a race. Thank you very much. Julia, from your side. From my side, I would say, dear cloud engineers out there, if you're listening to us, okay, keep notes because soon we'll provide you a Einstein brain, an additional set of hands, actually even more, not just a set of, set of hands. And uh, I'm sure we will make you very, very happy soon. So look forward for new formulas to solve your problems. <laughs>
And that's all for now, folks. We are Revolgy, a leading global cloud partner with experienced hands-on teams for every cloud issue that you might have. Make sure to follow us and Glassity on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks a lot for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye.